straw ox. Uh, the guy had a straw ox in his uh, farm to keep out wolves, I think. And one day he started to take it for granted and he, he wasn't putting molasses on it or whatever to keep the straw together. And eventually it like melted in the sun. But oh. it, became, it became alive uh, at some point. Oh. Uh, I really like that because I think it was like the uh, the moral is that e if you don't appreciate the world around you, even the non-sentient parts of it, yeah, they'll it eventually like crumble in front of you. Like you have to maintain your appreciation for things. It's almost like the difference between sentient and uh, other forms of natural life is just it's arbitrary. It's like a very thin line of of reality. Can, is this close enough? Yeah. Is that f okay? Okay. Do you remember the uh, the Minotaur fable? Like the the mm -hmm. just the, the general one. myth of that. Well, I mean, in like the in the labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. Perseus or was it Pericles or Perseus? I don't remember. Either way. Check, check. Oh. <laughs> okay, check, check. I'm going to turn me up a little bit. Checkity, check, to check. What was your favorite? I guess fairy tale? I mean, the straw ox, I think, is okay. probably. That's just what I am thinking of now. I realize I never really analyzed it as a young person and until this moment. Like I check, just check. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay. To me, it was just, like, the illustration sold me on it. Because that ox was just, like, it was so adorable. Mm -hmm. But it was drawn in this, like, um, that pseudo-realism of, of, like, children's uh, illustration oh, at that time. Yeah. Like, kind of, like, early Disney type stuff. I, um, I never really looked at storybooks because my mom, whenever she came back to live with us, would just read them to us mm. occasionally. Hats for sale. And then would read them. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Hats for sale? No. It was just about this guy, and he had hats for sale. I don't even remember <laughs> if there was, like, a moral of it. But it's like, he's just got so many goddamn hats. He just has, like, a ton of hats. That's the, the main point I remember taking away from. And he's got them stacked, like, 20 high on his head. Oh, <laughs> no, that's what it was. He kept, like, stacking more hats on his head to advertise them in the village as he was walking through it uh -huh. and as time went on he eventually had too many hats on his head good for him yeah. right <laughs> so what's the moral there like if you commit to a fucking gimmick you better <laughs> you uh, understand the consequences you better not have pancreatic cancer for 20 years before the gimmick pays off i guess welcome to That's phantom right. nonsense uh no one is alive. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. And I stole her breath. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, here we are. We'll probably blabber on about that in a little bit. There's, oh, God. There's things to say about about that. But um, in more in our, uh, our neck of the woods. Um, <laughs> so it's... We talked last time that we were here about um, 
about the the new mutants and um the state of of cinema and things right now and and the looks like the two paths are either Disney owns everything and it just in theaters just become Disney movie houses um or everything goes to streaming or some combination of of both and i think that Disney is making the wide play here because the trailer for WandaVision came out today or yesterday or something. And I have thoughts, but what do you think? Uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to give you, like, my interpretation of not the, like, literal content of it. Because mm-hmm. I think there is something that we've probably all grasped on some level about what's happening there. But just the appeal that I see in it. Um First of all, I like the idea of just like a serial with those actors because I think they're some of the strongest in the uh, Marvel universe. Um, Agreed. Particularly the guy who plays Vision, whose name is escaping me for some goddamn reason, but whatever. Um, I also just like the the uh, Bellamy. I think something yeah. Bellamy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Bellamy. Probably it's it's an M word. Matt Michael something like that. He's British. Yeah, he's an extreme talent. Montgomery, for all I know, shit. Yeah, I don't think. But uh, I just like the idea of them deviating from the like brainless, extended action sequence with full cinematography to give us something with like a little bit of a, like oh god, a vision to it. (laughs) You know, because they're they're playing on this like wide swath of uh, like imagined American culture. It seems right. It seems like they're doing like the the decade interpretation like uh, yeah the i love lucy dick van dyke kind of thing and moving further into like the brady bunch era and i do really love that yeah it is really neat i'm just and i think this is most people's question is that looks really cool and interesting what's the context what's going going on there and that's why i i said before we started that i feel like it's very much like very high returns like they may see like does it science episode one like high returns on the first episode to the second episode drop <laughs> yeah uh i feel that um goose do you have a do you have an interpretation because i've got one loaded if you um well all i was gonna say about it was i was really confused at first because i thought it was a movie and i was really mm. like how is this going to function how is this going to tell like a full story without it getting like Right. Too convoluted, I guess, with all the, like, the Brady Bunch, the I Love Lucy, that stuff being mm. thrown in. But since it is going to be a TV show, I do like that as long as they can, like, execute it really well. And then, just taking another step back, did you know Netflix is buying movie theaters now, Zach? Oh, good Christ. Uh, well, we'll get into that in a second. I just well, wanted to go ahead and tell you. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, the thing is, like, y- there are different things. Requ- you can't just make things like convoluted and messy and with tv and say well there's time to to flesh it out and everything you know like first of all streaming is different than network or as far as like and if it's like the mandalorian then it and clone wars then it will be week to week so there has to be enough in that first episode to for you understand what's going on and everything to bring you back but not enough answered that you're satisfied with the answers to the questions 
that the first episode needs to explain the things that the trailer sets up and the questions that that proposes and then set up the questions for the series itself right um and that's the question of whether it can do that or not which i'm sure it can but right now the appeal of it is what is this to me rather than like any actual appeal of the show itself beyond um olsen and and bellamy and the characters they play because i don't get enough of a premise from the trailer to say that this is an interesting premise to me well okay here's what i'm thinking this is mostly just an educated guess and it's only from like uh just background information i happen to have on the marvel universe and particularly the fucking infinity stones right is that there they aren't some totals of the like content of those forces in the universe mm-hmm. they're just like uh they're oculuses through which you can control them like catalyst thing yeah they, yeah they they are in control of those forces right it's like a steering wheel onto whatever power is like a, i don't know like a magnet or or something like or i know what you, i know what you're saying right. like it directs they're conduits they're yes like, yeah. there we go that's the one conduit yeah uh, so, uh, Vision is based off of the Mind, uh, Stone, and I think that means that he is just, like, now in the ether of collective consciousness, and okay. through, I think, this is really weird, but I think, like, he is experiencing his memory through, um, fucking, uh, radio waves and television signals. Okay. That's that. just, like, that's just, like... A really specific possibility that I just like latched onto, but what I think is happening is like ultimately is that he is piecing together his uh, consciousness through like the the parts that are scattered throughout reality because he is now right dead it, in a way. Okay, so uh, so assuming. Your your read is right. Then the the premise is basically Vision putting himself back together. Yeah. Basically. Okay. And I think the question, or uh, one question I have about this, if if that's not the case, is whether or not this is going to be in the context of like dramatic irony, where the audience is aware of what's happening and we're trying to see Vision's path to understanding it. Right. Or if we're going to be in like his position, like seeing the world through his uh his conditions oh i was just thinking um you remember the show disjointed right yeah um so basically it's a show where sometimes whenever people get high you go inside of their heads and sometimes you'll see something like i love lucy or you'll see like basically a music video so what if it was like in his mind where we see things and then we go inside of his head and in his head it's playing out as yeah. if it is the tv show i mean i Considering he is, he is dead, and like they make a point to mention that in the trailer, mm, I think that we we have to on some level expect that we're we're gonna have some question about like what what the content of his like existence is, oh. you know, because his originally the question with Vision is like how much of a human is he. And, right. w- like, when you land on what I think is the correct answer, that, like, if you are capable 
of consciousness like you're just a piece of the overall concept of uh, perception like awareness is the like expansion of of all i mean when you senses right and like when you have hyper intelligent snarky ai and like <laughs> uh and the like the awareness of of other races and things i feel like the whole human superiority kind of thing should have already been brought into question in this universe just you know what i mean like i think that was what age of ultron was trying to like get at but they did the avengers thing of like oh we can't just have scenes where people are dramatically talking to each other too much otherwise we'll alienate our 13 year old uh right demographic yeah that's true but still, I think, like, the the character of Vision is supposed to make you think about that kind of shit. Right. But ultimately, I don't think they, they ever went as deep as they could have. And now I, I think this is an opportunity to do that. Now, I won't be surprised if it falls completely on its face and they just go, like, the uh, prestige uh, TV route of just, like, having an unending series of questions that we never really get resolved just so we can push... Uh, uh, suspense uh, perpetually into the future. Right. Well, that and they so that they can still make money off of the Marvel characters. Oh, until yeah. they figure out how to build a new successful, like, show or character itself. Or use the series to build, like, a, uh, yeah, like a, uh, a structure for the next uh, phase of Marvel movies. Yeah, but I think the next phase of Marvel movies is going to be 75, 25 plus to movies, though. Yeah. Like, because... Like, what? I, I don't, I don't think that the next Marvel, Marvel phase or whatever. I feel like the movies are going to be secondary. Like, look at the movies that oh. are, that we already have in this slate. Like, there's Black Widow, She Hulk, The Eternals. Um, I'm trying to think of what other. The only, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head that like matters, honestly. Is the next Spider-Man movie, um, as far as being a property that actually like really carries? But then you look at the at Disney Plus. There's the Loki series. There's uh, Captain and Winter Soldier, or uh, Captain and a uh, Falcon, or what? Whatever. Yeah, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> trying to think of. What else? The what ifs? What if series? Wandavision. So I feel like, oh, I feel like the energy is actually going more towards that, and it's like it's honestly kind of interesting to me, like looking at 2019 as the last year of of cinema, at as a certain age of of cinema, whatever happens next is definitely something different. Mm. And the, like, lucky that Endgame and whatever it's worth, Rise of Skywalker, happened that year. Because it's like, you imagine if Rise of Skywalker was slated for 2020 or Endgame was slated for this year. Like, you know, like, so I think that uh, the Infinity Saga managed to squeeze all of that into film. I don't think that's going to be the case this time. Um, 
mostly because the medium is dying. Exactly, because the medium is dying, and in the same way that like Game of Thrones pushed prestige television to the breaking point of getting up to being film, basically, um, the MCU pushed cinema to the breaking point of being prestige television in its dramatic structure and everything. And I feel like if you're going to build on that, you honestly have to give yourself more time. Um, you know, I, I don't imagine most things will be very, very long, like probably 12 episode series, but it still gives you more time to flesh things out and make connections to things. But there is that appeal with television of just milking it and continuing to go back especially if it's set in like some nebulous alter verse you know where it's not like in time or whatever and it's just him eternally like searching for himself or whatever right because then it doesn't interfere with like the timeline or anything and they can just keep going back to that forever and ever and ever right that is true because that could end up being like a 10 season show if they just keep doing that right sure they could just keep rewriting everything but i did find some more movies that are supposed to be coming out for phase four and five i think word um so venom 2 is coming out in 2021 well okay so what but it's gonna be him carnage i guess yeah yeah but i mean i i should just call that movie carnage that would get more people into it that that would be that would be better but so is is it just like why is Venom in there? That's my question. Um, Did they acquire him? No, but I'm see. trying to remember what the deal... Oh, it's called Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Ah. Okay. Still... W- That's a terrible title. Yeah. So. What? It, Let There Be Light oh, is what they're playing on? Why? Yes. Why? Why not just be Venom? Yeah. Cohen, Carnage. We only have, like, a little bit of a teaser. Venom, Venom and Carnage would have been... Right. Like... Yeah. Or just Carnage. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah. But, okay, no, why the MCU, are, is that now, I can't remember the, the, like, the details of the, of the last deal, if, like, the, the Spider-Man spinoffs are now part of, good God, I hope not. Oh, good God! I don't, I don't care um, anymore. I right. I assume that they may be in a separate universe only because like Sony originally was different. Well, yeah, but there, but we then are... that whole debacle okay. last year. I think oh. This is the extended universe because we've got there's uh, a new Captain Marvel. X Men here, and we've got Spider Man into the Spider Verse two in 2022. Okay, yeah, and I'm guessing that's just Thor, the extended the whole okay. Morbius. Yeah. yeah. Which, honestly, I think Leto is capable of, of giving a really good performance. I haven't seen one in a while from him. <laughs> right. But, you know, fucking Requiem for a Dream, Lord of War, he's he's good. Like, he plays a very specific kind of character, which I think Morbius is playing to his strengths of just being like an emo boy. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. Um... Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Yeah, this looks cool. And that's also in 2021? 
Yeah, I think that's a... Isn't that a future uh, story? Uh, you would know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might be one of the... Uh, the future heroes. Let me let me look at the the page here for just a second. Word. Um, but speaking of of future stories, um, just the smoothest transition is we get to talking about one of our favorite pastimes. Oh, I may have an even smoother transition from Marvel to something different we didn't have planned to talk about. Ooh. Okay. Mandalorian. We're getting a season two at the end of October. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched a trailer. I I know that's going to be good. I don't have to be sold on. Yeah. On that. I don't know if there's a full trailer out. If there probably is, I just saw a couple teasers. They haven't like confirmed anything other than Baby Yoda is there and we're still babysitting. Right. But there's supposed to be a bunch of new characters. They haven't released who yet. Well, I know Tamara Morrison. Jango Fett is mm-hmm. is in it. I'm not sure if he's been confirmed as being Boba Fett. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah. because Boba Fett was confirmed as the thing walking or as the Mandalorian walking at the end of yeah, one of the episodes in season one. Um, for some reason, people I haven't looked into it, but they think Ahsoka is going to be in this season. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be really neat. Oh, I yeah. do love her so Isn't much. Isn't her her actress confirmed? Yeah, her actress is confirmed on the show, but they don't know if she's just going to be a different character. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't use like Ahsoka for Ahsoka. Okay, right. so wait, they've con- they've confirmed um, Ashley Eckstein on. Yeah, I'd have to go and confirm, like look back at the wiki. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is. Because the yeah, there's her. no way they would. Uh, they would cast her as something else. But God, please don't do that. So yeah, add sh- Ashley on there. Yeah, and like, don't cast her as somebody else. Right, oh. that'd be dumb. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so apparently Shang Chi is like a uh, Marvelized uh, version of uh, Bruce Lee. Oh, I thought it was gonna be Jackie Chan. If I'm being honest, I think that was a little bit before Jackie Chan was like uh, pinnacle height of of that is true yeah the cover because bruce lee was a little bit before him yeah the cover kind of reminded me of the jackie chan like adventures the tv show just how well yeah the aesthetic of it was looking but yeah no i mean he looks almost exactly like bruce lee in this um oh yeah oh my gosh is that is that a starfish or cynicals is that an octopus this is the uh, uh we're looking at the text list cover of kung fu number 126 by mike mayhew and uh, in it, it's like uh, fucking uh, Bruce Lee dressed up like, or it looks like Bruce Lee, it's Shang-Chi. And he, he's dressed up like Jiren from fucking Dragon Ball <laughs> Super. Um, but yeah, uh, I, that's going to be basically a uh, shot at a fucking uh, wuxia kind of movie, I assume. Cause yeah, Shang-Chi, probably. Yeah, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings are like, their main villain is Mandarin, who before he was like an allegorical uh uh step in for like a terrorist propaganda in iron man 3 he was like a uh uh, east asian magician type villain um so yeah we'll see like kind of like a crouching tiger hidden marvel yeah neat i'm not finding so yeah i just looked at it and it says that it may be um rosie o'donson oh yeah rosario, rosario dawson, dawson. sorry my bad, my bad 
fucking what the fuck. Yeah. Well, she's on there, but it's not confirmed that it is going to be Ahsoka. But everyone thinks it is, so... <sighs> what was she? The voice? No? Yeah. Was she? Rosario Dawson? Yeah. Who? No, she's... She... Uh, fuck, I can't remember her character's name, but she's the chick from the Dante fucks and clerks too. Oh, yeah, so yeah. she's never like no. Ahsoka before. No. Oh. In the uh, if they have what's her name Ashley? Ashley Eckstein. If they have her and she wants to do them, why don't they just use her? She'd be more of a fan favorite. I I, it might I be an appearance thing. Yeah, but she's oh. but she's a whatever she is. Like they it's have makeup. Yeah. It's yeah. all like she's it's she's not a, like she's a Twilight. It's like a, no, she's, she's, no, she's not a Twilight. Is she? I, uh, Tartugan? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and yes, like, facial structure-wise, I think that... Uh, it actually kind of looks like Ahsoka. Looks looks more like her, yes. But... That's not really the point. She doesn't have, like, the... I feel like the voice matters. It does matter. Especially yeah. when you're coming with a character from, from animation where that's the only point of human reference is the voice... If you can have the voice, like that's more important than taking the voice from live action to animation to me. Like it's yeah. not as important that James Earl Jones always played Darth Vader as it is that um, if there was ever a movie about uh, fucking um, Kanan, that Freddie Prince Jr. should play him. Yeah. Like, but we'll see. Uh, but no, the thing I was going to, uh, since we don't have, well, there's a teaser we could, we could watch about that, but there's time to, to get into the Mandalorian later. Uh, <laughs> the thing I was going to get into, um, was, so, a new trailer for Red vs. Blue came oh. out during RTX at home, and the a new episode, the first episode premiered, but I didn't Did it catch it. Yeah, first episode, just during RTX at home, oh, and they, okay. they didn't, like, save their stream. So I thought you meant it would already release. No, no, there it comes out like October or something like that. Okay. Um, but I have again, I have thoughts. But what do you think? I think that that is probably the best I've ever seen in RVB look. But also, I'm questioning whether or not it should even be called RVB. Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole crux of the like series. And you could say what you want about, like, evolution over time. And, of course, like, your audience changes and you want to do different things and all that. But, like, if you were to walk into an episode of Cheers and it was an entirely different cast, you would say it was a different show. Right. They're, they're, Even the, in the same setting. But well, the Hegelian thing of qualitative versus quantitative difference differences and yeah. changes over time. Yeah. Right. Well, isn't... Uh Carolina. Yeah, Carolina is the only. She, but it depends on who voices her, right? That it's gonna. No, no I mean it, it's well, still it's still Jen Brown. Like yeah. you can definitely tell that's Carolina. Right. But it's like I just like when she's going through all the new characters. I feel like this is where they're trying to like start us to start giving a shit about them. But like the thing that even got me to see the red versus blue characters as different people because originally they were all in the same fucking. Suits, pretty much. Yeah. Right. And the only differences were, like, minor colors. Like, it was almost imperceptible, the difference between Church and fucking... Uh, Tucker. Tucker. That's why yeah. I had to watch it with subtitles. Yeah. But also, uh, 
the differences became apparent as soon as you got to know the characters. Right. And even from the first scene, we know the difference between uh, fucking uh, Gus and... Uh, Griffin and, Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff? Well, yeah, I was going to say Gus and Jeff. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I got to know them so well that like their actors and characters right. became flipped to me. Right. That's, wh- that's why I cared about right. our... RT as much as I did for so long was I fell in love with those characters and and the commentary made it clear that they weren't that different from the people that played them and they yeah you know like they were just doing ex- like extensions of themselves right or like Church is honestly a little bit more like Gus than he is like Bernie you know it's kind of yeah. them like poking fun at each other a little bit but it's still like very real people um and it's in the fact that you have five years of fucking around and doing nothing with these characters and really getting to know them and like and like really I don't use the phrase because of of the modern connotation, but like a lot of locker room humor, like a lot of like crass language and just like especially when you're young coming into it like in your teenage years or something like. It's you feel very like in with the in with the boys and it's very very fun and inclusive and you get to know these characters and then the drama comes into it yeah and then like it all pays off when all these intrigue and mysteries and and drama come in and you care about these characters yeah. and Ruby does a similar thing in volume one and two easing you into caring about the characters before. Before the big, before the big, you actually have like some stakes in there. Who is the character you care about, like the first in Red versus Blue? Because when you meet Ruby, she's already she already looks adorable. It's she already has kind of a fan base just by when you first meet her. Well, yeah, because that trailer was so fucking awesome. That is true. But I think that was the magic of RVB is that it all snuck up on you. Right, like a single trailer before I watched Ruby. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm just saying like yeah. as far as broad audiences, the the yeah RVB was like it's it snuck up on you. I don't remember any one specific moment in the first several seasons where I was like, okay, now I care. Right. It was just that it was all building up from like it was like how you get to know your friend. There isn't always like one moment where you decide, oh, we're gonna be fucking really great friends it just like happens together you kind of like bond right as time goes on i mean for me it's it all goes back to church like yeah, even that's what i was gonna say like even even like caboose maybe the because you know caboose is that like puppy in a in a cardboard box in the rain Aww. you know like he who that's one of those things that always gets to me, whether in stories or real life, but, like, whether people or animals or something, they can't understand their situation. You know, yeah. they, like, they can't, like, grasp the concept of them do- doing something wrong or just, like, the unfairness of the world or something. Um, and Caboose is that, but it's all in the expression of him him missing church and every and everything i think it all of like the emotional core for me goes back to goes back to that and that starts with still my favorite season season six of the whole like church's whole like question of his identity and being being the alpha and and everything because 
it's interesting we never to me we never see him resolve that like he's just like i'm a fucking ghost this isn't going to kill me and then it kills him and that's the end of of that and then epsilon is a different character um but so hard but similar i cried i cried mostly in and it's continued to in season 13 when epsilon dies Um, I think maybe the fact of I watched all of it streaming like at once within a couple of like days of each other Mm -hmm. so everything hit me a lot harder Mm -hmm. I feel like because like I met every met all of them in such a short amount of time and then suddenly like you're dead Epsilon's dead Um, I think what gets you into a character is largely defined by their relationships in the world that they're they exist in Yeah. yeah like you've mentioned with Caboose like that does a lot to humanize Caboose and Church because it gives you like a path to understand who they are as a person and how they feel about each other. Right. Between you and the and the two characters, you can kind of triangulate yeah. the like the emotional activity you, going on there. Even if you can't identify with either character, there's like a uh, a pathway through which you can understand their relationship and how you relate to other people, and it helps you. It, it just it's that's how characterization, I think, is the most effective. Right, is when you understand how the characters interact with one another, not necessarily just like the list of attributes that they have. And I think that what this trailer falls flat on is when they're introducing one another, they're all individualized. They're all, and I think that's for the point of clarity. But what yeah. it does to me is, like, if the first thing you give me about a character is that they can't work in a team, like, I don't want to hear that. I want to, like, And then, like, the next see it scene, happen. she's right. like, we're a team, right? Well, you're a poo. It looks... <laughs> Not the exact next scene, but, like, a couple <laughs> of, like, clips later. Did she say poo or did she say butt? Oh, yeah, you're a butt, whatever. Well, it looks... It looks, and this is weird to say because I know it's red versus blue, and it's Halo, but it's not Halo because it's done in Unity now, which I have a I have a major fucking problem with. Um, oh, but that right, better than it has been? that's why they're able to do different shots. But like, God, okay. here's the and they've had this problem since season fucking nine. It's we've learned since season one. That it is okay. The audience is fucking fine with characters yeah. just standing there and bobbing their heads. You don't have South to have Park someone is, yeah, fucking like posing and like exaggerating their body movements. Like it's exhausting, like watching just the standing around and talking scenes that are done in animation. I don't like it. It doesn't look like Red versus Blue to me. That's uh, true. It was a lot harder for me to continue those scenes whenever I was watching it, like, while I was at work listening, because I'd have to keep going back and be like, what hand gesture did I miss for this to make sense? Right. Um, and the... But it's ironic that it's not in Halo, because it looks like a goddamn video game. Like, the trailer feels like a video game trailer. It feels like these are the playable characters that you have. Like, it feels like Caroline is talking to you as the the character. We're in the red versus blue world. We're gonna go on a mission. We're gonna... And this is the generic video game bad guy. Oh, yeah, she's like the narrator of it? Yeah. Like, it it feels like a video game tie-in to RVB more than it feels like a season. But... It's called... 
RVB zero. zero. Yeah. So that even sounds like a game itself. Maybe they're yeah. trying to do like a zero percent start a RVB. game franchise or something like that. I, I, I would prefer that, but I don't know. Like they even have a Ruby app game on the store. Yeah, but the thing is, they can't do those. That's one reason why Ruby exists, is because they can't do those merchandising things with RVB because, because oh, of the Halo yeah. connection. Because oh. it's not their IP. Um, so if they change it to where it's like not technically Halo like they did with this, can they start getting away with that? Maybe. Mm-hmm. If they have to make drastic changes to everything in it, and there's still like all that connection to the Halo lore and everything that's oh, in the show itself. They they're still have to like build it until they don't have to have Carolina anymore, and then slowly yeah, push that, everything out. If they take, like, but I don't think they care enough about Rogue vs. Blue to do that at this that's point. That's fair. The UNSC is like a big issue too because that's right. a trademarked. Uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the the whole crux of all the technology that's being used. But so, like the so the last three, God, the last three seasons weren't horrible. They're by far the worst seasons of Red versus Blue. I feel that. Yeah. Um, but they weren't horrible. But it's like. No, I they was, were just. I, I like them fine. It was just. But they were so disjointed, and for that to be like, I would have preferred it just to have ended at thirteen, and I'm glad that we got fourteen as a clean break of we're going to step away from the actual story for a while and blah blah blah, and fifteen have been a proper transition mm. into a new team, you know. But yeah, the la- I feel like the last three seasons are a fucking waste because what do we get from the red versus from the reds and blues out of it? Like we got a little bit more on like Griffin Simmons, Doc for some reason. Yeah, we but we on. we also yeah. got like Donut a, a, a comp- like a total Donut. we got a total regression and sloppy um like retake on Tucker. <clears throat> Like yeah, didn't he like? Like he they learned a lesson that he had yeah, learned. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just for for that to be where it ends in just this like closed time loop of well, they just continue to do just live their adventures over and over again forever, or what the fuck the message is at the end of season seventeen. Like really. Like I don't, uh, I don't I'm like not. A, ha- that feels like a kick in the teeth. I'm not happy <laughs> about it. And it's like coming into this, it's like. What connection do I have besides the name? Wait, like, so what season is this? Eighteen. This to me, <laughs> and to me, this feels zero. It's season zero. Yeah, it's zero. I guess. So it's like, it's a whole new thing, and also, why at, call it zero then? That's like at, that's my point in saying maybe to me that it sounds is like prequel. Become a new franchise. Uh, it's it's they're definitely trying to make it like a new thing, like, like a, a, a its own GX. Yeah. basically yeah. um i just i think it's going to be a gx and be complete shit oh no um you know red versus blue all grown up um but so I, I to liked, me i like the second rugrat series to i like i like the special the series was not very good um that's fair but to me it has to appeal like the same as as it did from the beginning, like if I'm not getting anything beyond just like girl in the chair, Carolina, you know, fucking like um, Oracle Carolina, that's right. like the only like connection I have 
to and I love Carolina. That's not like a great way to utilize her either. No, it's not. Because yeah. she is all in the shit for the yeah. most part. Which I'm sure that'll be explained, but you've gotta like get me back from the beginning. I there's nothing connecting me, you know, like as much as I didn't like those seasons, I kept coming back because I care about these characters. I wanna right. see where this goes. They should have pushed Carolina as the centerpiece and not try to like use her as uh, like a secondary audience to this new group, right? Because if we, yeah, because if we come into it thinking, oh, I really care about Carolina, I really want to see where she's going, and her connection to this group is what gets them. Speaking of this group, Shatter Squad, by the way, who Shatter can't Squad. remember their fucking names, uh, why are we Northeast? Uh, no, it's not Northeast. Well, I, I don't. East. West East. Was it West? My no, it was my. My point stands. Why are we introducing n- new fucking characters that look like fucking goddamn yeah. like Fortnite skins yeah. when we yeah. already have the fucking lieutenants? We already have like younger characters that the audience cares about that you could just like transition into the fucking film crew, huh? The f- the film crew too. The the documentary. Oh the, yeah. yeah. Um. But, like, there are already characters that have been introduced that could be the next generation of, of RVB. Why aren't we going with them? Why are we introducing totally new new characters? That's Maybe because – and I only say this because of the regression that they made Tucker go through just to relearn his lessons. They they didn't know how to continue the series. So they're like, okay, we're going to make new characters so they can all relearn these old lessons that we worked through right. in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there's, but there's like, you know the lieutenants, but they haven't. We haven't spent enough time with them for them to actually have gone through like full character arcs or anything. That's right. true. So they still could have brought them. Yeah. Yeah. And we would still know them better than. These. Right. And there would be some like pull, and like, we haven't gone back to them since like, barely brushed on them in, in season fifteen. So there would be like an appeal of oh like. We fell in love with these characters on on chorus. What's happened to them since? What are they like now? Blah 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 blah. Right. And also, if you introduce a fucking character to me with the phrase "weapons expert," full stop. Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't bring them back. In a world where like people regularly like grab missiles out of the air and like everybody's a fu- everybody's a weapons expert. Yeah. Fucking Griff is a weapons expert. Yeah. Oh, so what does he do? I like he, well, exactly. Right? He, he, like they show him like cocking a pistol. It's like, oh yeah, what an expert. But the fucking <laughs> like it might as well be a fucking carved pumpkin. Like he's not a. That's not. That's nothing. That's right. That's a nothing character. <laughs> uh, that's that's fair. <laughs> I feel like there's gonna be a lot of that. Um. So, yeah. And I don't know. I'll try the first episode or two when it comes out. But this is the first time going into RVB since season three that I don't – I can't make the commitment that I'm going to finish this entire season. For some reason, I felt literally I nothing that. about watching the trailer. Yeah. Which is, like, you I'll know, be- not great. Yeah. I was like, okay, I appreciate, like, them doing a lot of this uh like, camera work. Like, the, the scene where it, like, alternates over his shoulder as he's – uh, whoever that was, whatever fucking painted statue was, <laughs> right. yeah. was uh, was was doing shit. 
like I, I appreciate some of that like that there is an obvious like effort and art into like all the different dutch angles and shit like that right like, uh, all the cinematic language and stuff but what we're losing with that as you mentioned is the context and familiarity and like level of necessity that that we got in previous seasons of rvb like we right. you, you can't put the fucking you can't pandora doesn't go back in the box he only comes out right and it's it's kind of like the problem i have with with genlock is i feel like either genlock should have been three or four more episodes long or should have been paced differently because i like there's some some characters i liked like i thought cammy was adorable blah 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 blah, but i didn't care about those characters by the end of that show that's fair like yeah. it, I never had enough time I mean, just existing. Kimmy, but yeah, but just like as an adorable bunny girl, not like that you know, like true. not like I I knew Cammy in the way that I like I understand Ruby or something, and we'll yeah, get to that in like, a second. I liked Weller, but only because of the fact that it was David Tennant, and he kept making Doctor Who references. Right. But beyond that, like there are good yeah. characters in there that if you had you had more time. In a relaxed environment to get to know them. Um, yeah, they really pushed the. We need like a really big action set piece that changes the whole dynamic. Right. The for all these characters. Is too much. Yeah, the yeah. urgency is too much, and that's the thing that I I guess that just. They're really trying to push for the second season, and. Are we getting second season? On on HBO Max, I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because well, that's the thing with Rooster Teeth is, they. Aim too close to the sun, and the reason why we haven't gotten day five season three, or we're never going to get a crunch time season two, um, why Nomad got canceled, blah, 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 is because the projects they try to make now, they can't just support on first dollars. So their whole thing of... They have to sell the show. Right. Oh, so like it's not even going to be on first. It's just going to be on HBO Max. Yeah. Which RT stuff, I, there's, there will still be first, I think, but RT, like things like Ruby and Genlock will be moving to HBO, HBO Max. Um, Yikes. Well, you said Genlock and what? Ruby. I'm oh, maybe, so probably RVB, I imagine. I imagine that's part of why it's looking more like a fucking reboot now. So you don't think Ruby will even be on first? Pro- it will be this season. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know if it will like how that will work out. Like if if first will just become like let's plays and podcasts and things and all of their like actual content will go to HBO Max. Oh okay. Yeah. Who has day five right now? Um. Well, it was on El Ray, but I think that yeah. is over now. I think it's on it's on first, but it's that's one other thing they just tried to shop around to get someone to to make the next season because they can't afford to. Gosh, and where it's left is so depressing. I still have not finished yeah. it, so yeah. please don't. I'm not going to say anything okay. more than that, but, like, it's really, like, it's, if it isn't an ending to the series, holy shit, what a downer. Yeah. But, um, I mean, honestly, I for that reason, I'm almost okay with it not getting another season just because, like, although... It feels like 
it's probably going to end up on even worse of a down note than what it's on right. now yeah. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it could I, get worse. I'm just going to accept right. this. I really appreciated the tone of that. That's a really unique piece. That might be, like, other than RVB, my favorite thing that, that Rooster Teeth has ever done. Oh, neither RVB or uh, Day 5 top my top my list. They're, I guess they're both probably in my top five. I guess other than like digital shorts. On a different related what do you tangent. Mean, uh, I would, um, Camp Camp, number oh, okay, one, yeah, undisputed. Uh, yes, uh, yes. I prefer Crunch Time to Day 5. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Yeah. Um, and... Mm. Oh, okay. Overall, yes, RVB. Um, but for me, that's specifically seasons one through thirteen. Yeah. At this point, and retro retroactively looking back since like season fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, volume four or five. I care more about Ruby than I do RVB at this point. Really? That's fair. Yeah. I've kind of fallen off on my enthusiasm in Ruby. There's still a, there's still a story a... there. Like that's fair. No, like that's, that's, I, that's... I I I and I agree with pretty much all of uh, H bomb's oh, yeah. criticism. Like right. I think that it's all it's all pretty pretty apt. Um, there there was something like some of the stuff I feel like he already had his mind made up about like yeah. the Yang stuff. Like, because there are, there are legitimacies for some of her, like, her character oh, traits and yeah. attributes that he just wasn't acknowledging, I think. Because like, he kept saying that she her semblance was going back and forth between two different things instead of the playing together. Yeah, I think it's, like, contextual understanding of, like, the, her, the, the source material that she's referencing was a little bit lacking. Yeah. But, um, other than that, I... I do agree a lot with H bomb stuff, and it's not that I think that Ruby was ever like unwatchable or anything like no, that. No, it was amazing, but I always fe- like thought of it in really. Uh, I always gated it into this this arena of like, well, for what they have, yeah, it's really good. Same, but then now that it's become like this major like actual TV show, actual anime instead of like a web cartoon series, like. The smaller one, it's it is kind of a disappointment as to like what's happened thus far. It's still a really right. good show. I love it. And I didn't finish the H bomb video. Oh, but it's okay. fine. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it it I found that it just like it crystallized a lot of things that I had felt about it but like didn't wanna say because I didn't want my criticism to be uh like come off as bad faith or like I was even like not capable of enjoying it because I do like the series. Like I even think I like enjoy it more as a, like I think about it, but I don't know. It's just that it's it doesn't hit a lot of the 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 things that I look for in that kind of anime. What things do you look for in that kind of anime? Like I'm I I like. I feel like a lot of the the dialogue feels really painful to me, like cringy and stilted. Painful uh, or forced? What? Painful or forced? A little bit of both. Same, same, like same, like both. 
well, in in varying degrees. Ooh. And it all depends. Say, I don't but like, think that they're the exact same thing, but they can go together 100%. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying that they're the same okay. thing, but like on the same level, I, I feel both of those those things. But it's not even like I ever feel like I'm done with it because of because of any of those things. It's not like I feel like their sins are too great or like too numerous yeah. for me to like not to not feel good about enjoying it. And I, I will defend it to people if they have criticisms or whatever. And but like on that on that note it still isn't everything that I like well nothing is, but it's not everything I think it could be or like want it to be or Everything that I would even enjoy, even with what they have. I feel like I'm naive enough to still think that it 100% will one day be, like, the thing I, that it could best be. And, like, it's okay. I don't... That wording was weird. But it's okay. I think not. there's something to be said with the fact that we all have this, like, idealized version of the show within us. Because it touches on, like, a lot of these universal themes and... Yeah. It really, like, it, it's a show that makes you want to love it I, even if you can't forgive everything that it does yes. so it's not being someone who really comes from like a lot a lot of hard anime um what do you mean I, by hard anime like well just to establish soft anime your Four kids anime and your Dragon Balls and your Digimon oh, and okay. Yu-Gi-Oh like your accessibility kind of stuff okay, yes yeah. okay. I don't come from like, like you didn't watch any just slice of life animes or right, and like I don't, yeah, I don't you come didn't watch from any that hack or anything like right. that. Right. Okay. Oh, that was mm. the layers, the um, sheer number of series. So for for me, it's like the the tension is between like shows that do things I'm not that interested in really really well, and Ruby, who for me does something that I that I do find really appealing. And misses the mark more times than it hits it. Mm. But I find that, like, what Ruby is trying to do to be more interesting than a lot of other things happening in that same same space. And it's also, like, for a, for a show like this that is an unfolding story and everything, it's, like, context. Because, like, like, getting back to Red versus Blue... You say nothing is, but to me, I don't think there is literally anything that I would change about the first 13 seasons of that show. That is a perfect package to me. Well, um, I just mean like a lot of it's structural, uh, technical shit. Oh, no, yeah. Not necessarily like there's nothing I would change in the way it plays out in RVB. In the in those seasons you mentioned, but like there's there's things I would change like just for my own enjoyment, per, like perception wise. Right. And it wouldn't even necessarily be like a change in the technology available or anything like that. Just mm -hmm. just like you know angles and and sound issues and shit like that. I I think the sum of imperfections is perfection, though. You know, like I don't. That's I think fair. that there's you can always find like some little thing, but it's about like the total, yeah, total picture of it. Um, so like, I don't I don't think that Ruby is going to like make some huge leap of like 
of quality it gets a little a little better every every year um but i i think that the full like context at least of this arc or whatever for me is necessary to like to make a judgment call on the on the quality of of the writing cuz yeah. the pa- the pacing is just very very slow and dragged and yeah. that can pay off in the long run but it's like that kind of makes the space in between feel a little stilted and everything uh cuz the questions that matter are being drug out over such a long period and that kind of to me falls into the like what you said the dialogue is can feel really stilted at at times because it feels like there's a lot of uh, um like just trying to find that space of small talk and ex the the thing that any writer gets gets into fucking to find the space between small talk and um I want to say expedition. Um, exposition. Exposition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was that like, was one ex- of my exhibition. Problems whenever I was writing stories, like in elementary school, or even whenever I got into high school. Yeah. I'd always give like trying to explain it in dialogue, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't make sense in conversation. It would just be too much, and finding that middle yeah. ground was really hard. It's like in. Uh in Oh Hello, where like he does the one-sided telephone call. Yeah. And he's just like. Well, yes, I do live with my roommate, and he's an actor, and I'm a 72-year-old novelist. Anyway, bye. (laughs) It's just like, on some level, you do have to make decisions, like, which conversations need to be important, which conversations need to be just, like, characterization. But if it's not, like, a natural... Uh, process then a lot of it can feel forced yeah and i think um and you can correct me if i'm wrong because i i haven't watched or even thought about the uni uni ruby universe until the last time we talked about it i think something that it does a lot though is it since it is going so slow it kind of like makes you fill in the blanks and then eventually does give you the answer later but it leaves a lot of guesswork yeah and what sometimes the answer isn't as good of a payoff as you might assume or, like, what it could have been. Right. right. Well, I mean, no matter what, whether it is or not, um, you know, human bias comes into it and, like... Yeah. If you have the opportunity to expect something, you're going to be disappointed when you find the answer. Ooh, yeah. It's like, um, so recently Colin went and watched a lot of the old fandom nonsense videos, and mm-hmm. he found the one where we were talking about um, if Bumblebee was going to be a thing or not. Right. And he was so happy, <sighs> and when we talked about it, because we went over his like, birthday, I was he, like, okay, yeah, Colin. I was like, yeah, Colin, you, you were right, but it still shouldn't have happened. <laughs> I, I'm fine with it with it happening. Right, but but like, here's, here's the thing that I told Colin when he fucking call me and wanted to brag to me about it was he called you so yes so of course he did i was still right then because there and honestly that hadn't earned it? no that there's nothing to suggest it in the first like Five seasons yeah, of the right, show exactly. just because the fact that they're friends and they're close and they're like 
each other's emotional like support buddy or whatever does not mean that they're fucking right like yeah, and exactly. he's like people have like they well they've gone through so much to so much together it's like That's i've fine. gone yeah i've gone through fucking more shit with jacob boyd than anybody else on this goddamn planet never fucked him handsome ass dude <laughs> never even kissed the dude let alone fucked him you don't have to fuck things that you care about or have like an intimate right. connection with this is where colin loses understanding yeah. yes exactly yeah, he just, he just always goes and for it. Um, I, I don't i still don't think that it's like i think it's gonna be really fucking funny and i'm gonna laugh in colin's face when we get to like uh vacuo and, and Blake, like I'm not into girls. Sorry. And and Blake, no, Blake starts fucking son again. Oh yeah. And he, and she's like, yes. and Yang's like, what? And she's like, what did you think this was? Yeah. You know, um, like. I definitely. And just looks going, at the camera like you perverts. <laughs> going through the uh, series, even before we even knew about Bumblebee being confirmed, because like I said, everyone watched it or thought about it since then. I definitely thought they were super platonic, and occasionally I was like, okay, well. Like, they could just be friends, but I could definitely think something would happen from here within this particular context. But right. overall, it wasn't like, right. oh, they gonna be fucking. It was just like, this is, there's some lines here that yeah. could be a little blurry. But right. like, they're still just, they can still just be BFFs. They uh, don't have to, even, they don't have to fuck. Right. You know what I mean? And even the most overt relationship. Doesn't even have to be like. In 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 Ruby, uh, Nora and Ren. Yeah. Is not that overt. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. all about them lusting after one another. It's about their relationship. And I thought they have been, because I had that conversation with someone else, and they tried, they pointed out that um, it's because Rin and Nora are on the sub team. Like, they're not the main characters. But we got so many episodes in one of the seasons, right. I remember when, where they basically are. I mean, well, they're like, like, like B tier main stuff. characters. Or, like, you could even say that they're in the, the like, a tier, if, if we're going like S A. Well, and that's a, th that's a thing that I honestly like, find kind of special. That honestly, I think lesbians exclusively kind of have is that like bed death. Well, the, that but the <laughs> the ability to like the blurring of the line of platonic and romantic relationship yeah. between your like your girlfriends and stuff like. Right. Um, and so, like, for them to make it a, like, a, I don't think it should be a very clear thing. Like, right, yeah, they probably, they probably, yeah, exactly. they probably, they probably fool around, you know, they probably, like, get jealous right. of each other when they talk to boys, but. That is, I, I think, uh, to the series credit, for yeah. sure. Yeah, Is that, like, we know that Nora and Ren are together. Right. But they're not fucking each other constantly they're not like always up in each other's like space and it wasn't like necessarily ever it wasn't said right you had you had yeah. it was just straight context right. of their conversations but and never, like, visual cues and right. stuff like that yeah and i think like the first time it's said like out loud overtly and like any kind of uh in in a way that is lacks a lot of questions is when nora's like get off of my man right whenever they're fighting the thing yeah, and a lot of people actually Sorry did. for the specificity there, but I can't remember <laughs> what they were fighting. I just remember. Wasn't it like some kind of... That might have been the end of season five, if, if I'm remembering correct. I was going to say it was the scorpion, but that was way too early for that. Yeah. Um, I think it was the giant water thing. Maybe. The, the yeah, I think so. But a lot of people wrote that off as Nora just being like obsessive and crazy instead of... Well, I mean, she is kind of crazy. Yeah. Cause that, yeah. But she's eccentric. 
she is she is an excellent compliment to Ren's uh character. Yeah. I think that their relationship makes a lot of sense. Even if only for the fact of like their literal history. Right. Yeah. And like speaking of the platonic thing, like even Ruby and Weiss like have a very platonic relationship and they're just friends. And like they see each other I'm sure all of them see each other as like best friends, very close, would die for a family. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I'm so, sure like, it's... it doesn't even have to be necessarily like touch romantic sexual constantly between Well, I mean, there yeah. there's definitely the the white rose People fandom. Ship it. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent ship it, I know. But I don't it's definitely uh, well, I I think that's part of be because Ruby is not a sexual character by any stretch of the imagination. Right. So that yeah. Nor should she be. Nor really. should she be. Yeah, well, people um, like her and fucking Oscar yeah. together now. Really um, weird. But I've never seen, like, a sexual one of those. I've just seen... You haven't looked hard yeah, enough. Yeah, no, Jesus, the internet is definitely I'm upsetting <laughs> about all of this stuff. Um, Rule 34, so hard. Yeah, mostly I just see them being like, uh, what you would expect, like, if you had a crush and, like, they hold your hand. But right. But nothing doesn't go further than that. That's mostly what I've seen. So, let's, uh, let's transition out of that and Please. actually talking Please about God. the, <laughs> about the trailer for, for Volume 8. Um, well, the teaser, it's not, not that much. Um, but... So we've got some got some some sides here. Things are things are heating up. Yeah. Um I like the uh the uh leading in with the uh the questions that we have about what to do next. Like yeah. it's like Yeah. There there was that 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 was looming in the end of the last season. So like why wouldn't we be at this this position where like all all everybody's uh uh desires and their their uh their beliefs and what they think is the next course of action are all coming together and like in conflict like there's right. a lot of friction between what is the correct course of action mm-hmm. now which kind of parallels real life which I, I appreciate a lot yeah considering this fucking election year and how goddamn upsetting it's been again yeah. we'll get to that <laughs> also pandemic times yeah just like this this uh having the same end goal doesn't necessarily mean you're on the same side as somebody right like uh it's it's more about cuz there's ultimately only a few places to end up usually only only one just different doors that lead there yeah different it's, paths up the same mountain. that's yeah. that's the distinction is what you are willing to do on the path to to get there is what makes a difference between heroes and villains and in most stories, especially you get to a character like Ironwood, which again, yep. called it, knew it. I fucking felt it from the first time I saw <laughs> that dude. I was like, I don't trust this. You I don't really trust did. this dude. Why would you trust a general? Like you're a like you're a <laughs> you're a cop. I just got yeah, cop exactly. vibes from yeah. you. Who? Oh man, such cop energy. Um, but I'm interested to see how that oh, that plays of cop out. Energy, the fucking um, the Lucky Squad. Oh, the fucking yeah. Um, I want to say Domino Squad, but that's not right. Um, oh like shit. Aesops. Aesops. Yeah. Uh, yes. Aesop's the A team. 
That would be great if it was just the A team. <laughs> Fucking Mr. T versus Ruby. I don't. I mean. The way they're standing at the like I, in the trailer at I, the end of. I really hope it's not like they're gonna come back and now they're gonna kick Team Ruby's ass or something like like the. Oh, I think they them down i don't think they're gonna like well they they all had different ideas about what to do right right? like ruby yeah that's the thing like they may be stronger but ruby's a better team like and they they beat them by being a better a better team now if they hunt them down individually that might be you know like one-on-one no they can be they can beat team ruby um but if you get ruby as a team no they don't stand a chance right you mean ruby not as a team yeah, no. If no, you like, if you get Ruby Aesop. as yeah. Ruby as a team, Aesops don't stand a chance oh, against I them. Oh, saying if you get okay, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. You good? Um, it's like a changing intent. Yeah. In uh, in any kind of like, that's a, that goes back to fucking um, uh, um. Oh, I can't. I was gonna say Shang Tsung, but that's very wrong. <laughs> Who wrote Art of War? Oh, uh, oh. I want to say Lao Tzu, but that's. That's the Tao. Yeah, it? that is the Tao. Oh, I feel so bad. I looked at that book every day for like two, three years, and I don't know who the author is. Wow. This is really upsetting. Huh. Um, we just came up with two um, disparate Chinese names, <laughs> but Hold couldn't on. fucking find... Uh, uh, doesn't matter. It, it, anyway, like, uh, you... Even if uh, somebody... Or someone or some com- opposing force is stronger than you in every category. If you never match intent with what they're doing, you can beat them. Mm-hmm. Like in in the context of like a martial arts, uh, Sun Tzu, not Lao Tzu. Yeah. Damn. Okay. You were close. Yeah. You almost got there. Fucking shit. Anyway. Uh, yeah, in the context of, like, a martial arts battle, if somebody tries to hit you, you try to throw them. If somebody tries to grapple you, you, you try to fucking hit them. If somebody tries to... Yeah, it's all, it's right. all that. You, you, in that way, as long as the the comparable uh, forces in Aesop and Ruby never meet, then right. Ruby always has the advantage. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, where else... <laughs> Just, I want to ask about the the gym thing. Yeah, uh, that's the part that I actually really care about in the trailer because okay. I think yeah. that's go the. Ahead and start that then? Yeah, because I'm mean, I'm assuming that this is like first couple episodes. Yeah, like this is not going to be like a full season trailer, so we're not going to see anything from too late in. So, um, I thought at first I got worried for a second. I don't know why. That that was just going to be something we had to hold out for till the end of the season. Right. Well, we did. I would say the first three or four episodes, because I remember in the volume six we did see uh, some of the fable, in in the trailer, and that was episode three. So, um, so the first few episodes, well, I don't, I doubt that they will have like that much of the show rendered at this point mm. you know oh, to be able to show that, a good point. that yeah. much of the trailer um or that much in the trailer do um you, do we know when it's coming out november really yeah that's a lot sooner than i anticipated i ex- i did not expect to see it this year um i didn't 
was not expecting. I thought maybe the very, very end or the very beginning, like sometime yeah. between sept- not September, I'm so sorry, December and like February, maybe. Right. Just like because of the pandemic. Right. That's what I was expecting as well. But um. But yeah, the the lamp and the and the grim that um seems to sniff the lamp um at right. the at the very end of the oh yeah i don't know it's like a bloodhound situation yeah. yeah which i don't know if i can say this on on mic um but for you know to be like for legal reasons this is just no just for just for offending oh, okay. people um i'm going to turn off my mic cuz i can do that with this Bloodhounds. What do you mean? I've been playing Red Dead. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Like, that's an inexplainable opinion. Gray, greyhounds are like the modern equivalent, but just. Bloodhounds still exist. Right? Bloodhounds still exist, but they're not. Me. What? Greyhounds, greyhounds are fucking me. terrifying. Yeah, they're like. They're awesome. Their bodies are so small and it's slender. They could definitely kill no. me. They could run at me fast enough and go through my chest. Well, lots of dogs could kill us. But why would they? Because they're cops. <laughs> Hounds are cops. Some of them. Greys so and bloods are cops. Not <laughs> all of them. All of them. It's bred into them. She wants to talk to Ruby because Ruby talked to Jen. Yeah. She, yeah. She, well, Jen... she wants. She wants to. She doesn't know how to get in. Uh, how to get into Jen? Like she doesn't know. Oh. Yeah. Right. Okay, because I was gonna say all Ruby knows is the backstory of what happened to her. She doesn't want to get any. What do you extra, do with this extra information? You you say her you say her name. Oh, okay. But she doesn't she doesn't know that. All she knows is <laughs> just tries to code is razzmatazz. <laughs> is like yeah, she's probably just sitting there like rubbing it, just Shazam. like come on, gosh, <laughs> um, speak to me, open sesame. Right. All she knows is Ruby told her that. The lamp told her everything, so she knows um, that Ruby knows how to get to it, or at least was able to before. Um, and it, it's possible, and it's possible that it's Oscar, but I don't think so, uh, since Oscar had the lamp on him. Like the thing might track him down, mm-hmm. but I don't think so because. Like, she's not going to go after Oz because all he's going to do is just resist her unto death. Well, also, and like, then the last just... person to hold it was Neo. Yeah. But, huh. But Neo's not going to have. Neo's not going to talk, obviously. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if. If you were saying the um, the Grim was going to hunt down the last person, it was, it yeah. was Neo. Neo's scent would be on there a lot more. Right. But she, I mean, Ruby can talk. Not Ruby. Neo Sailor can, can like, talk to, um, give information, though. She mostly, yeah, she hand gestures. Does she know sign language? I think she probably. can write, even if yeah, she can't. Yeah, she can definitely write. That. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it before is what I mean. Yeah. I'm um, just imagining her with, like, a little chalkboard, and she's mm-hmm. like, how do I summon the fucking genie of the lamp? And she's just like, Jin, like, like what? What is this? What am I supposed to do with this? And she just says like, Jin, what is that? And then he and just she pops just out. Gesturing. Like yeah. <laughs> just. Um, but does, does Jin? 
the hen? What right. is this? <laughs> but uh, since since Salem can talk to the Grim, I bet, and because she specifically said, I don't remember what her quote was, but I need to find the person who spoke. I, to I just, so I, she's she's like, talking to the Grim. lamp, like oh, she's yeah. like, I I need to like, right. I have questions for you, blah blah blah, or I have to like, whatever, like the is how do I get in so inside of you? Can does she not no, have the power? Bow, like, bow, bow, <laughs> bow. <laughs> I was going to say earlier, you mentioned that Salem, Salem is just going to uh, sit there and rub it. Yeah. <laughs> just going for it. Genie in a bottle, baby. <laughs> I was talking to someone about this one day, and they thought I was talking about a bottle of gin, like an actual bottle of like extra dry <laughs> gin. So I'm just imagining Salem actually holding a liquor bottle instead of the lamp. <laughs> but Salem can command the Grim, so the Grim, yes. Could she say specifically go after Ruby, or would it just be like go? I think that's why she's letting it sniff the thing. Yeah, like maybe she's gonna. Yeah, I think she's up. yeah, like well, and trying Oscar to get. Oscar and Ruby would be in a group no matter what, and she knows that. I don't think she knows much about Oscar though, because all she knows right. is that like that's um. True. Does she even know Oscar is like she? Kn- I don't know if she knows that Oscar specifically is. Oh no! I just meant there. Has she? Has she had? Any she knows. She knows um, because uh, fucking Hazel said oh, that Oz yeah. Oz was back. So she knows right. that he's he's back. She just I don't think I don't think. Once she hears his name, though, she'd be like, "Oh, Oz been Oscar." Got right. Yeah. 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 He certainly has a type. <laughs> <laughs> um. Don't look behind the curtain. There's nothing there. Man, and Oscar, ugh, I can't wait to see more of Oscar. <gasps> Penny! Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet girl's there, but then she has the glowing green eyes, and sweet girl might die. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Penny will probably die again. And we caught that last season, too. Well, I mean, it's, it's just established now, like, and they did a good job of, like, this is actually Penny. Like, like we found her her core we established how she like has consciousness and how that can be broken so i imagine we'll probably see her quote-unquote father the whatever doctor i can't think his name right now geppetto yeah yeah he's yes he's He's geppetto Geppetto. he's geppetto i mean she's she's pinocchio yeah oh i thought you were saying that's his name and i was like no it's not no i mean i was i was kidding um he's yeah Although it is some, it is like something along that, like Jeppy or some shit yeah. like that. Uh, but Giuseppe. Either way, he'll probably die this season, which means when she dies, she dies. Um, but yeah, the thing that's really got me hooked this trailer is what's going to happen to Ruby, because everything else is is like the big. The big question is of do we stay and protect Mantle? Do we go warn everybody? Salem clearly already has the um and I think you see Cinder give it to her, the the lamp, the relic of uh choice? No, the crown is a relic of, of choice. Uh knowledge, yeah. The relic of knowledge. Um and something's probably gonna happen with the sword this this season 
Yeah, where, um, where is that? That's does anybody know? That's yet? at Atlas. We've oh okay yeah. yeah. Yeah, well that's he has to have the Winter Maiden to to get to it, and we'll see. Cause oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Man, fucking uh, Winter was gonna she's gonna turn Weiss in, wasn't she? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cop again, cop. Cops. Yep. Yep. Are you a cop? <laughs> Are you a cop? Remember that departed, <laughs> but I wonder if how long the chase will be like because I'm sure that Salem will capture Ruby, like, I'm, I'm sure that will happen. Will that happen early in the season and we get Ruby back by the end of it, or will that be like the chase through the season and mm. then we end with Ruby being captured? I feel like it would be better for them. To get people to keep watching through the next season, especially if it's going to be only on HBO Max next year, to have Ruby be captured at the end and leave it on a cliffhanger. Well, I don't know. I feel like they might do the thing where she's, like, captured mid-season, and then they get her back at the end of the season, though now she's different because, Ooh. like, oh. her experiences have somewhat changed Oh, God, her. what if, what if, no, no. What if what? No, say it. What? Say it. The, the fucking... Uh, grimification. That's the only way I can put it. Like, oh, what happened to oh. Salem? Like, what if, like, I don't know. She does some things to Ruby. How I don't. Salem, not Salem. What if Ruby loses a limb or something? Like, Ooh, what if her gray eyes don't protect her? What if she and loses she... her eyes? <gasps> well, fucking Maria could just remake. Right. Her. See, that's what I'm saying though. But she wouldn't have <laughs> silver eyes yeah. anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh. She she tried to drown herself in the in the grim pool and it couldn't kill her because the gods made her immortal right. so yeah. she just became grim became grimified oh, you think she's going to try and drag N- ruby into I I just think that I was just saying that could be a, a thing I don't think that's going to happen How did right did cinder get her ghost arm um it was from the winter sh- maiden right not the winter but the other maiden fall, fall. she the way cinder got the power was uh some kind of parasite grim that took the power from amber the fall maiden and yeah. gave it to to right. cinder and so when and that was just ba- basically just like a leech feeding it into her and then when ruby silver eyed it fucking fucked her up <coughs> and so that grim has grown to like part of uh, cinder's yeah. body yeah So yeah, so yeah, so yeah. Um, and that brings us right full circle back around to um. So, old lady and Supreme Court Justice oh. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, has just recently passed away. Renowned old woman. Renowned old woman. Um, I actually didn't know she was still alive until like a month ago. I'm not did. sure you can prove she was. Right. And so well. after not dying through two Democratic administrations, um, we are left with um, – actually, we are in the middle of the election because early voting has already begun. So we are in the middle of the 2020 general election, and there is an open seat on – the on the Supreme Court, and 
A similar situation, as you might recall, came up four years ago when the uh, Democrats had um, – and there was an election coming up, and they had an open seat to fill after Anton Scalia died. And um, with much, much more time, they were unable to get Merrick Garland through because um, Wise and um, – Noble <laughs> and what's what I'm looking for? Uh, morally bankrupt? Not no, not morally morally bankrupt. Uh, like sticks to the rules. Uh, f- fucking rigid. Rigid. There we go. Rigid. Mitch McConnell. Fucking turtle ass face. Um. Oh yeah. Made the very <laughs> uh very salient point that um. During an election year, that Supreme Court appoint appointments should be suspended until after the election to, you know, for for fairness to the to the electorate and everything. And so, of course, now he's trying to push through mm-hmm. and appoint an appointee because because uh, now it's be, different. Because now it's different. You know why? Because now it's to his advantage. To push someone through, and that's what it all comes down to, is McConnell, like him or hate him, and duh, hate him, he knows how to fucking win. He knows how to play fucking dirty, and knows that the rules are just there to facilitate your victory, and if they get in the way of that, fuck them, right, and the Democrats just... Can't play by seem, the rules. They play by the rules, and they so think much so that they think that that's the game. Right, exactly. Yeah. They yeah, the game is the rules, not the object of winning the game. Right. Yeah. It's like oh sure he finished first, but I held on to the rules. I never did any anabolic steroids. That's why you all remember me instead of Barry Bonds. Yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> People still fucking remember fucking Jose Canseco. <laughs> oh, the Bash Brothers. So, People don't give a fuck about an asterisk. If you got that title, you got that title. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. No one oh. No one reads the the reprint. You know what I mean? Like, right. no one, yeah, like... they only hear the first story. Right. Fucking, it's bullshit. Like... Or the correction, whatever. Yeah. And then, and then when you get pissed off at people for like missing the missing the the whole like fucking everybody over just for the sake of like having your own pride oh i i stuck to my guns i never like folded uh sure the entire town was burned to the ground but uh i i i held true and i didn't kill those people when i had the chance it's like okay yeah but the fucking mongolians still came in and burned your village to the ground right rape in your churches burn in your women (laughs) We'll uh, we'll we'll go a little deeper into like that whole question of like righteous violence and everything next week after you finish Red Dead Two. Okay. Um, but do you think you'll yeah, finish oh, it by next weekend? I I think I will. Okay. But I mean, what are the odds? That they're not going to, like, get someone through, like, um, like, 
You know, like it's I don't and know. the and the fact that so much hinges on the death of an old fucking woman who honestly wasn't even that good to begin with. Right. Honestly, like, the, it was entirely identity politics. Her like being as significant as she was. Not to say that it is insignificant in itself for a woman to be on the Supreme Court, although I think it's an outdated institution in the first place. Right. Sure, but that doesn't say anything about what she did in when she had that seat of power. Yeah. And a lot of what she did was fucking heinous, or a lot of what she allowed to happen was right. heinous. Which fucking Google it if you don't if you don't believe me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I've had to talk to a couple people about that recently because I haven't posted anything about RGB's death mm-hmm. and like just you know, um, and people have been like, "Well, why don't you care? You're a woman. You're a feminist, aren't you? Like, don't you care about women's rights?" And I'm like, "I do, but like, within the last decade, all this stuff's happened. She she's like let tons of stuff that shouldn't have happened go on. She could have opposed something. I mean, she did help pass gay rights, but also like." Other things yeah. fall to the wayside. But also that's on the on the shoulders of decades of protests and Exactly. Yeah, other people, other representation. It's not specifically because one congresswoman was like, I'm going to Supreme back Court this. Justice. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Uh No, she matters yeah. more because she was appointed undemocratically. For life, right? So undemocratically, yeah, yeah, the, because it's, it's just an executive a, function, right? Oh, they just get to decide who's on the Supreme Court, which is fucking extremely corrupt, yeah. right? How is? And then they're just appointed to life, right? Well, yes. The the idea is that you were supposed to have elected somebody that would represent your your interests whenever they appointed a Supreme Court justice, but we know that's not how it fucking well, works. Yeah. Because you lie until you get into office and then you do whatever the fuck, whatever. But how is even like, if, like, that is how it works, like, you actually get to appoint someone, after a couple of years, that person no longer has your interest in mind because the generations and what they want have changed. Well, and also, that person's not present anymore. Like, right. the person yeah. who's, like... Like, and yeah. how... It's actually the thing that just befuddles me is in our, like checks and balances th- that w- one of the like the branches of the government is not democratically appointed and it's the one that like determines justice like the, the concept of justice and and, yeah. the, and like the interpretation of the of the laws yeah like so that puts two i mean that it puts two seats of power into the same, uh, into the same hands. <laughs> puts two seats into the same hands. That fucking that metaphor is terrible, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it, it, then you're controlling both the executive and judicial sides of of government, and hope that like legislatively you've determined that like whatever they're capable of isn't going to be checked. But that's. If you've got two out of three, then you've got the whole system. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be a, a rock, paper, scissors kind of right. organization. And honestly, assuming that McConnell isn't able to push someone through, um, and Biden, assuming Biden wins, then either I think the Republicans will resist the Democratic appointment for 
as long as as they can, or and this probably feeds into Biden's just going to appoint someone that Mitch McConnell says, okay, I'm cool with that. You know, right, yeah. like uh, because why wouldn't he? Right. Did you see? Did you see where Trump said he was going to do an executive order so that Biden could be president? I mean, he he uh, quote unquote mm. jokes about that a lot. Yeah, it's not, but still, it's, it's all just dumb shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, if he his, if he does uh, that, that's people. coup territory. Yeah, what am I? What one of his people? I can't remember who. That's what I was trying to remember. Came out and like actually talked about it, and. The way that they explained it seemed, I mean, obviously he's going to say it's a joke, but they're starting to kind of entertain it now, along uh, with the fact that he right. deserves a third term. Uh, yeah, that's what, which, uh, that's fucking hilarious that they think that like, oh, my first term was ruined by uh, the way I governed, so um, I need a freebie. I'm going to, I'm going to enact my mulligan that I get yeah. as president. Um, and then like, there were. I can't remember what they were. They were, like, call logs or something like that that showed, like, he had actually been talking to, like, Russian agents at that time. Oh, I mean, it's been, like, an like, open secret yeah, that he... Right. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's been an open secret that he's been, like, basically before his presidency and up and up until it, he was just, like, a uh, laundering uh, fucking stooge for Russian oligarchs. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why... There's all been all of this like Democrat panic, which is uh, ultimately feckless because along the lines of which that like would be relevant to uh, to to get him at, they they can't uh, come at him on those terms because they're all things that they want to do. Right, and, and yeah. oh, they're or they do. Yeah, but and he's exactly. been complaining that the Russians hacked him, and that's why he needs a new one. Probably. Yeah, of course, because he's always going to play the victim, no matter, like, even if he's... Been proven that it was him. Right. And the distinction needs to be drawn, even though, you know, this, like, in our own government, it's not that much of a distinction. But between Russian oligarchs and the Russian government, especially, oh, okay, like, yeah. now, of, like, what's going on? And Trump's, like, authoritarian crackdowns and shit, I want to blow my fucking brains out when I see people being like, it's fucking Putin's work, blah, 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 blah. He's doing this all for Putin. Like, no, like, it's not that Trump is a puppet of a foreign government trying to take over the United States. We're not in that goddamn point of development anymore. Right. Yeah. That doesn't that's not going yeah. to happen in the first world. You don't that's not how things work anymore. Yeah. It's just them jerking each other off. It's just the them table. jerking each other off and it's them understanding that we're in a transnational state. They right. don't care about either one of them care about their countries. They're just jerking each other off to get right. each other rich at the expense of their own countries. It's not about like Trump making America weak so Putin can come in and fucking, you know, rape our churches and burn our women. <laughs> I don't know how people don't quite understand the concept that people want to do that because I think the American ideal of like freedom is so strong that they don't think an American would betray America. Well, yeah, it's it's hyper nationalism. It's the inability yeah, to see that the world is already a global system, right? And has been. Yeah. But to them, it's all it's all about American exceptionalism and the fact that like we are independent 
states. Like they, for them, a, a like world victory would be a an American loss because yeah. they don't see the world as uh, all just people under arbitrary systems and like reflections of their material conditions. They see essential differences in people based on where they were born. Yeah, that's why we the I said we as if it was our choice. We uh, <laughs> America. <laughs> Uh, pulled out of who? If we pulled uh, out of... We, oh, oh, okay. The did. WHL? Okay. Yeah, yeah I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, are you asking? Okay. I was like, who are we pulling out of? <laughs> Nothing super well. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll try to pull out of out of this. Oh, um, Zach, what? You didn't you want to talk about like this topic or the podcast in general? Because didn't you want to talk about Netflix filming movie things? <gasps> Yeah, okay, so what'd you find, Goose? Oh, no, no, just that. That's, oh, okay, no. well, that, I mean... Just the fact that, so, their, um... What? Streaming movies cannot be put up for, um, Oscars and reward awards and stuff like that. So oh, because they need theatrical to... releases? So yes. what they're gonna do is just buy a theater and say that they have a fucking theatrical release for a Yeah, goddamn... that's exactly it. That's dumb as fuck. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly it, because they can't win, um, like, their actors can't win anything for that. So, you're... Basically, what you're going to see, then, is branded movie houses. Right. And yeah. you're going to have, like, your Disney house over here that's going to probably have like a little fucking indoor like roller coaster and like all kinds of it's gonna be a mini Disney world basically in right. every in yeah. every city awesome. um with like a lot of interactive like that's gonna be like the shit spot then you're gonna have like a Netflix place and then like uh the Warner movie house or or something or like the HBO on the street or something, but yeah, but you're gonna have branded movie houses going forward, and you're gonna have to hop around from spot to spot. Oh like. yeah, to be able to find like any <laughs> yeah. kind of movie because you couldn't just go to one and watch all you want. You right. Have to, like travel right. to go. There's gonna be branded employees. Like uh, if you've ever played Outer Worlds, there's a character who works for the company Spacer's Choice, and he has to wear a uh, uh, like a moon mask. That encompasses his entire head at all times. Oh, it has to talk almost exclusively in catchphrases for the company. Oh, <laughs> the, the. <laughs> oh my God, the Disney one is going to be like the fucking mascots from the, from the park. Right. And now I'm just imagining exactly. a fucking dude in a fucking like, in yeah. a Mickey Mouse, fucking suit like who can't fucking say anything trying to escort some fucking kids making out and like it's just like doing like hand signals just like like pointing at him and just like stop and leave you know what I and, pull, and just like pulls a gun oh. anyway fucking there's gonna be it's 2020 security's different now right there's um, gonna be like 24 7 employees in the in the uh fucking ticket booths that are like on life support and dialysis and yeah. shit no they'll probably they just leave the fucking it'll, box yeah. office it'll probably be like a like a wally robot or something in the box office my, yeah um, my <laughs> my theory no my <laughs> i bet they're gonna try and like modernize the idea of mickey mouse so they can be quote-unquote cool and hip with the kids I, so it's gonna be someone in like a mickey mouse like a face mask with like ears and stuff that and sounds gonna, terrifying. And, like, and the mask is going to 
have like a, a Mickey Mouse voice thing inside of it, so whenever he talks, it's like, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. That's even more terrible. Are you, right. So are you thinking like, like what they did to poor Chuck E. Cheese, yes. and like yeah. and starve that yes. poor mouse for right. like. Absolutely, he just took a bunch of coke. That's it. Right. Oh man, do you remember when he was like an '80s uh, businessman kind of thing? He was like, yeah. he was fucking. Um, he was. Uh, oh. What I mean, was he looked name? like he was hosting a fucking gala more than a fucking yeah. like a businessman. Oh no, but there was like Mickey. a um, there was like a version of him that looked like fucking um, um, Michael J. Fox's character in um. Bright Lights, Big City. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Where he's just no like, idea. he's just like this, uh, this fucking New York stockbrokers, like blowing rails, white, white suits, like. Um, yeah, but he's, yes! but it, that was his. That um, was, there was like a jazz or band. Phase. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the. That was it was the um, fucking, like twenty. Like twenty fifth anniversary or something like that. It was like some kind of like celebration thing, uh, or like. I think they called him like business Chuck or something, oh, but yeah. he had like that like gold sash vest and the bow tie oh, and the fucking like that, tail. So I never it never didn't seem like business to me. It felt like fucking like going to the ball, yeah, kind of well, kind of Chuck. But that was yeah, I'm that was my like, Chuck. It was more like a. I just remember him in like a. Uh, in one of the scenes, he's in, like, this Cadillac that's kind of like a uh, Miami Vice kind of feeling. He's got, like, a pastel pink shirt on and a white suit. I may be completely inventing this in my mind. I mean, it's – and now, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just referencing, like, what the suit and the walk yeah. – Like this wasn't, like, the main thing. Right. This was, like, in one of the videos that right. they played. I don't remember that at all. I've never seen Chuck E. Cheese driving a <laughs> – Driving a car? Driving do you know? Car. Do you not remember the music videos they would play on the, on the, the fucking screens oh, while the band was playing? I, band. I went to Chuck E. Cheese once and was not allowed to go back <laughs> because of my phobia. Oh yeah, that's right. She's afraid of cheese pizza. No, <laughs> she is. Uh, yeah, it's mascots. It's uh. Uh, my dad chased me around in a Barney costume covered in blood when I was five, and so now I have a fear of mascots, and Chucky tried to come up to me, and I punched him. That's fair. Okay. I mean, he is disturbing looking. Well, yeah. Because they come up to you, and they're like, ho, 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 and as a little kid, they're so much taller <laughs> than you, and... Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> um, You'll never sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> and it was true. So yeah, and uh, so our R- RBG is in hell with Chuck E. Cheese, and um, and that's uh, that's this week. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Don't feel obligated to deify her. I guess is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Don't don't because you know. And obviously, we don't need heroes. No gods. No masters. Fucking why? Right, and it's not to like, like whatever like wall she was for like lgbt people or whatever that's not to diminish that of course of course not but there's there shouldn't if that's the only line of defense you have you're fucked already right yeah um so reagan didn't bring the fucking berlin wall down that was like a very complex and convoluted series of forces None of which particularly um, uncorrupted. Right. It was it was pancreatic cancer and the refusal to step down under two Democratic administrations that brought the Berlin Wall down. Yeah. 
<sighs> uh, so to recap, one quick question. Yeah, yeah. Ruby and RVB are coming out the same time, right? Are they running parallel to um, each other? RVB a little bit earlier, but they will be running parallel together, so yeah. So when's RVB? October something. Okay, and then Ruby's November? Yeah. And then The Mandalorian is late October as well. Yes. And uh, next week, assuming that it's still happening, I'll check in a little bit, but um, we'll probably be at your house because it's almost time. Oh, the 29th? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The debate. Oh, Oh, the God. first debate. No one looks scared for a second. I was confused. I'm and now I'm disappointed. <laughs> I am so excited. That's going to be so much fun. Um, Wait, okay. Who's moderating? I don't know. Does it matter? Oh. I mean, if it was Joe Rogan, it did. But like, yeah, anything, yeah, yeah, anything else is equivalent. It's like absolutely decided because they keep having to switch colleges. Colleges keep being like, we don't. Why would we want do this? <laughs> right. <laughs> Several pulled out because it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't Bernie. <laughs> nice. Good. Um. That's a that's a big dick move. So, uh, so twitch.tv slash indie carnival. We'll be doing that live. Hopefully that doesn't just get canceled altogether. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash Indie Carnival. Uh, hopefully this week sometime, Nolan's video will be up on there yep. to go live on YouTube on Monday. So check that. Um, and obviously, Phantom Nonsense, uh, if you're listening to it on Spotify, go to, uh, to Google Podcasts and listen to it there. And then you'll listen to it on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, everywhere. Just you know, get our plays up all over all over the place. Um, and with that, uh, we bid you a bye. Bye.